0: and you're back another week another fire segment i'm your host one the ceo and today i have one of my dear friends in the building she is my poetic sister so i want you guys to buckle up your seat belts because you're now plugged in tuned in tapped in to outside the box Without further ado, I want to introduce you to my next guest. She is a poet. She is a model. She is a songwriter. She's an actress. She does so many things. Not only that, she is an inspiration. I want you guys to give it up for Slabs. Thank you guys so much.
1: My name is Slabs. I hope you guys are really feeling good tonight. I have a lot, a lot,
0: a lot of good vibes to spread around. Hello, Miss Oney. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for sitting on the round table with me and letting me get all in your business. do it girl. <laughs> so I know that you're a poet and those that are in Houston. I know they you've been really you've been in the in the circuit for quite some time now, and I remember when you first came on the scene, you kind of knocked the doors down and I just saw something in you i knew that eventually you would be where you are today so i know you're poor but you do so many other things and i gave you an introduction but i want to give you an opportunity to have the floor and tell us what you do and some of the things you were working on in this season
1: Definitely, 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 you were one of the first people who came up to me and was like, look, I see it in you, like, keep going, keep pushing. I think, you know, being a part of that panel was probably, you know, one of the biggest accomplishments for me, at least, when I first came out because I started doing more panels and Mm -hmm. I started doing, reaching out to more shelters and churches about battered women and domestic violence, so... Um, that's just, you know, one of the things I do outside of poetry. I actually am in the process of releasing my first book. Okay. So that is exciting. I know for years you were like on my tail about it. Like, yeah, girl, what you doing? with Joe Publishing stuff. But no, <laughs> I am. Um, I'm so excited. I think, you know, especially when it comes to women who have definitely been through survivorship versus love. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things you told me even first coming out is, don't be embarrassed to tell your story. Right. Don't be afraid to tell your story. That is what makes you who you are. That is what inspires other people. And when I first came out, I was I was too timid. Mm-hmm. For me to admit that I had been through so much was almost like admitting all of my failures. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I was I was too scared, you know, at first, but I've definitely, done a lot of healing since mm. i first came out and i think that improved my writing so much um as far as films are concerned i'm actually in this movie called fair play i don't know if you've heard about jayla's movie mm. but um i'm starring you know as nikki the kid's girlfriend in that one so that's pretty cool that's coming out 2021 so that's nikki nikki <laughs> um but i have let's see my poetry my writing um the shelters gosh i've really been doing a lot um i've been throwing my own shows my own artist showcases for the past let's
0: see almost three years now i Um, actually was gonna ask you how did you get into that because it's rare to see a new face take over the scene the way you did you came in like you had a point to prove i don't know to who (laughs) But, baby, every time I, my timeline, I say, this girl is everywhere. But I took to you because it reminded me of myself. It was almost like I did have a point to prove. I had a point to prove to myself that I could do it because we had been put in this box for so long that we weren't enough. And so you came out as more than enough. And I was just hoping, you know, sometimes people don't take. Positive affirmations openly because they're not used to being told how powerful they are, right? You know, and so it's weird for someone you don't know to come and speak life into you if you're not used to it. But every time I saw you, I was like speaking life, like, girl, (laughs) you shit. They just don't even know." know, you know. So now here you are, and I see you years later, you know, and you're having events, and now you're not the um. The featured poet, you're the organizer behind it. So how, the, curator. What, yeah, the curator of everything and you bringing dope artists together to, to, you know, to share a common goal. So how did you actually, what pushed you to get into that part? So one of the things
1: that triggered me, I will say when I first came onto the scene was that I felt that certain poetry stages were click ish. Mm hmm. And I felt like, how you going to tell me I don't fit in here when we doing the same thing? Like, your poetry is no different than mine. I understand we use a different style of writing. I understand my stuff may be a little bit raw. But at the end of the day, you wrote what you wrote from your heart because you felt inspired to share a message with others. And so did I. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand how every week you show the same people and people aren't getting fed new messages. Like how is that, how does that work? And so after experiencing different things within the industry and realizing that sometimes you gotta be the person to make the change. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't, sometimes you can't go looking for, people to make changes or if you do go looking and you don't get the answers you want you know i i'm not just i'm not just gonna stop just because everybody told me no right if everybody told me no well so be it but right. i felt like there's no reason why houston artists should not have a platform mm-hmm. there's just no reason actually
0: you can create your own platform and that's what i was gonna segue into next because by you curating your own shows you inevitably created your own platform because now the people that you're bringing on to your platform are now exposed to your art as well so you know that was amazing that you did that but how did that how was it was it tough getting out there not because I don't know what your support system was like so sometimes just taking that leap sometimes it's hard but you were pretty popular when you first started doing your show so I don't know how what that looked like for you
1: Yeah, I honestly, it was, it was more tough on me fighting me versus me not having the support system. And I say that because when I first started telling people, oh, I'm going to come out with the platform. And when I come out with the platform, I'm gonna do it right. Like, I'm gonna make sure everybody gets they, you know, 15 minutes, I'm gonna make sure you know, I bring out people, people aren't paying to be on shows, then don't get to be on shows, like, I'm gonna make sure everything gets done, right. And... I had a lot of people, even to this day. Like, to be honest, I think I was trying harder to not be popular. Than to be popular, Mm -hmm. just because I wanted to figure out who genuinely was there. Right. And so the support was always there. It was just a matter of figuring out who really fucked with the kid and who didn't.
0: Right. And
1: that was the hard part for me. It wasn't hard to find support, it was hard to figure out whose support was genuine. Right. And I'm glad I went through everything I did. I'm glad that I have the support team that I have because I am standing on solid ground. Right. And that to me. That's I mean, that's fruitful. That's that's amazing to be where I'm
0: at right now. I love it here. Right. And, you know, earlier you mentioned, you know, as being a survivor and both of us, we were on the platform more than a rib. And um, shout out to Rick Schaffold. (laughs) And so it was just amazing being able to share that platform with you and to be able to go out and speak to large groups of women and share our stories so me getting to see that side of you that survivorship it also kind of let me know like man that's why I connected with her because I keep seeing um, remnants of myself in you and so I just kind of gravitated towards you because I could see that you were you were more in survivorship than, vic- than victim stance and even though you were still Dealing with some some healing when we first crossed paths. The fact that you were still getting up, dusting your shoulders off. You stayed busy. You stayed booked. And I can tell that you invested in yourself. And it takes a lot when you're starting over to invest in yourself. It does. You know, and so I've literally watched you get it out the mud. So sometimes, you know, they always say, you never know who's paying attention. So I'm one of those people that I'm always paying attention. I don't miss nothing. (laughs) I peep everything. I peep everything. I might not say much, but I peep it. And so your grind has just definitely been unmatched because you don't try to fit into the box that everyone else may try to put you in. And that was something that I also went through coming up, you know, 20 years ago. Not to show my age
1: cuz you look great girl. <laughs> thank
0: you. <thank> you. GG <laughs> still got it. <laughs> but when I came out 20 years ago, you know, as being a spoken word artist, a female spoken word artist, you know, making waves and everything they expected poets to have like the rock the afro and the unk and the whole power to the people and I was a whole diva here, right? And I didn't I'm a fit hustler, in. Baby. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't fit into the box and I had the whole poetry with the whole R and B swang to it and I had background singers and a band and it was just different than how poetry was being done back then. Yeah. And so they tried to put me in a box but i was glad that i stepped out of that box because it allowed me to open up for the osley brothers and angela winbush and going tour with Shirley murdoch so i'm telling you don't ever ever let anyone put you in a box and keep on shining because you're doing it girl thank you baby. you definitely are doing it thank you. so how did you transition into acting because I've actually had you on a, on a couple of my sets. So. Yes!
1: I, so uh, when I was a child, I was in theater. Mm-hmm. I did plays, and I stopped for a while because I was more focused on securing the bag. I was more focused on the hustle. And when I started doing poetry, someone came up to me and was like, if you can memorize 30 poems, then you can definitely memorize some lines. Like, Mm -hmm. have you even tried to go to improv? Like, have you tried? Right. Um, And I was like no, I'm going to let improv come to me. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, I don't really know if I really just want to do what everybody else is doing because I hated that. Mm -hmm. I hated that everybody was trying to go to improv. Everybody was trying to get a gig. Um, And so I decided to stick to myself as far as just, you know, making videos of myself, showing off my character because a lot of people fill roles based off of your character, Mm -hmm. like how similar you are to the person they want you to to play, and Mm -hmm. that worked really well for me. Mm -hmm. Um, You had me on a couple of your things, Jayla had me on a couple of things, Erica had me on a couple of things, which is a lesbian, femme filmmaker, she's really popular out here. Um, So I just stick to who I was, Mm -hmm. because I knew I had it inside of me. So I actually didn't go searching for filming gigs, I just let them, I let my universe align me with the right people, Mm -hmm. basically.
0: Definitely. And they always, it always come back full circle. Cause I remember when I saw you on my set, I'm like, look, I've been trying to get you on one of my sets forever. How do you, how you even here? <laughs> and he was like oh girl I didn't know you was on this move I'm like man I told you I'm the cast and director man you could have been in one of these main roles you're playing with the kids the
1: other thing was though I just didn't have as much time as I wanted so I had also like after I started doing poetry I started shifting in life too mm-hmm. as far as you know incomes and everything like that you know every millionaire has seven incomes you know what are your seven incomes how are you getting this money you know mm-hmm. at first when I was younger I was just generating money just to spend it Mm -hmm. and then you know as I got older and as I started doing more poetry I realized like you know I actually have some opportunities I can take advantage of and like right now I run an insurance agency during the day Mm -hmm. but I didn't have time to go be an actor for 40 hours of my week when I had to give 40 hours of my week to insurance so it was also about what I could handle you know Everybody everybody knows, you know, we're not Superman, we're not Superwoman. And as much we as try we to be. as much as we try to be, we can't. Yeah. Um and so I just knew, you know, once I had my insurance agency up and running, I could leave for months out of time
0: and do a bigger role, but that just wasn't the correct timing, timing. for me. And baby, it's coming again. I'm still the casting director for Brothers Forever Productions. Trust me, next time we have a casting call, mm-hmm. I will be calling you. Yeah, <laughs> love it here. Yeah, because it was it was awesome having you on set. So now you've you, you've hit the poetry scene. You've you know you created waves. I see that you now. Are you a model or not? Because you definitely all your pictures. I'm like man, they dope. So. <laughs> I am a model. I just don't
1: brag about it. I'm a print model. Okay. So for those who don't know, I am the print model for VG Creative. I am the original VG Creative doll. Um, I've worked with a lot of different photographers in Houston. I just, you know, all that public figure model stuff, like that's just not me. Um, It's just not, it's never been me. But yes, I still model. I just did a photo shoot last night, actually. (laughs) Like I still do fashion modeling for magazines. Um different online websites, different couture. It is honestly, you know, probably one of the coolest things of my life, just seeing myself... On camera through different lenses, working with different photographers who do different kinds of editing. Like I really think, you know, when I have grandkids and I pull out the photo album, mm-hmm. it's gonna be bomb. Mm-hmm. They are gonna be like, "What, granny? You look like this?" I'm gonna be like, what? Yes, "Yes, honey. Yes,
0: yes, baby. Listen." I'll be like, "Girl, stop playing. Stop oh. playing." <laughs> stop playing so me. you, what was your aha moment? Because a-ha when moment. did you? feel like you found your voice to step out on stage and be slaps to step out
1: on stage and be slaps probably three years ago Mm -hmm. for the L.O.C. I performed at Rockefeller Mm -hmm. and that was right before my performance. I had like don't get me wrong. I've had breakups where I perform stage performances like I've had stuff happen but right before that I had some really uncanny stuff happen to me and at that moment being on that stage I realized there was so much there was so much in front of me Mm -hmm. there was so much on top of me and the lights were just beaming down on me like roar like Whatever it is you got in you, like, it's here. Like, right here, right now. You ain't got to hold back no more. Like, go for it. Like, mm-hmm. they gave you the mic. Spit. Like, do it. Spit, poet. Spit, poet. Do it. And I think that that was, that that was, that was, like, my crossover into the self-healing. You know, when I first got into poetry, I was in a relationship. So, um, like, as I was single, self-healing was one of my goals. And I think that at that time... That was, I was in a different space. Mm -hmm. And I think that it wasn't just memorized words spitting out on the mic. It was. Like, okay, we know that you can memorize it, but now we want to hear you how you felt whenever you wrote it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was really big for me because I had had people tell me before, like, you you're doing great on stage, but you're kind of standing still or you're doing great on stage. But I noticed that in the second stanza, you kind of got a little monotone or, you know, like I had noticed, like, I was pretty and I could memorize words. But I had to have a little bit of extra push. And I think that at that moment at Rockefeller that day, I was just like, because the owner of Rockefeller came back there. He was like, do you know the origination of Rockefeller? And I was like, no. He was like, do you know where you're at right now? And I was like, no, I'm not from Houston. I really don't know. And so after talking to him and talking to a few other people, I was like, man, like my voice inspires so many people and mm. because I'm fighting with myself, I'm hindering that message from getting to mm-hmm. them when that's the whole reason I was put in this position, like mm-hmm. put in this place to be here. Right. So that was my awakening. Aha.
0: Yeah. That's dope. And you know, sometimes we have some self sabotaging behaviors because in our perception of ourselves, based on the projection that others have put on us, sometimes we dim our own light because that's what we're so used to everyone else doing to where we almost become accustomed to thinking that's the normal yeah so reprogramming yourself to a new normal to stand in your own light and embrace it and accept all that the universe is trying to give you sometimes can be overwhelming it sometimes can make you want to go somewhere and hide because now you have all these bright ideas you have all these new people right. you have all these new things coming at you in with that you know with, with success comes its own share of shit is what i like to tell people you know and so once you started becoming popular in Houston and i mean popular, <laughs> uh, popular. <laughs> 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 and i don't say that with shade i'm just saying i could not get on my town i said man she take here, <laughs> here she go again here she go i was proud i was happy about that how did that change the course of your decisions? Because now you're having to deal with the fake people and the real people.
1: That changed my course of decisions a lot. There would be weeks at a time where I would not even get on social media because it was just too much too fake for me. Mm-hmm. I don't come from Houston. Mm-hmm. So
0: Where are you from, by the way?
1: I moved here from Vegas. Okay. Sin City baby. Okay. Seven oh deuce. Okay. You know what I'm Vegas saying? Vegas in the building. Vegas in the building, Wisconsin. No, but um, a lot of the reason, so it's funny because people always tell me like, oh, you're not from Houston, go back to where you're from. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they'd be like, oh, well, we already have artists here. We already have this here. You know what I'm saying? Really? And, uh, yes. Bitches is hating.
0: That's cause you're pretty girl. <laughs> it happened but to come to territory.
1: I think because a lot of being here... Not only did I find myself, I found my passion. Mm -hmm. And I found the people in the community who weren't getting help that I could help. And that, to me, was enough for me to stay, Mm -hmm. no matter how much fake shit I went through. So with experiencing fake shit being popular, I had to kind of hone in on where I was talking to myself mentally how often I was praying I know you know some people we all not believe in the same God but I definitely started praying way more just on behalf of protection of myself mm-hmm. and guidance for myself mm-hmm. because I felt like it was bigger to me right it's it was way bigger than me the energies I was coming across it was it was I knew I was supposed to be there but you know how they say you know they never place upon you you know more than you can burden and I was like oh
0: Okay, sometimes we can take on a lot more than we can bear. <laughs>
1: but I think it was I think it was great, you know, fake shit, fake friends. I've had it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm glad that I did have it when I did because imagine making six figures and not knowing who to share it with. Or imagine reaching a high point in your life to where you have accomplished something, you've accomplished capital, you've accomplished cash revenue, and the people you're sharing it with are still fake.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm cool with who I have now. Yeah. I love it here.
0: Yeah, that's you know, I had that happen in 2020. Some of my best, closest friends. Mm. I know, like, the wool, pu- I mean, COVID must have pulled the wool back on a whole bunch of stuff, and I'm okay, though. Like, I love everybody still, but I'm okay from over here. I'm chill from over here, you know, and I want to see everybody win, just not with me
1: that's 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 eat but not at my table for sure yeah
0: for sure because i tried
1: to feed you for sure for sure i fed you actually i gave you a plate
0: you broke the spoon and cut the damn (laughs) hand i'm good man
1: (laughs) but i mean that's you know i i used to think it i used to think you know fake shit like i used to rap about that shit like you bitches are so fucking fake like all y'all do is fake shit and then i realized like yeah. Of course. Of course some people gotta fake it to make it, bitch. They them. That's I actually <laughs> heard a video earlier of you
0: spitting a poem Would you be so kind to share one of your spoken word pieces with us? Of course. Outside of the course box? Y'all of give course. it up for slaps. Y'all give it up for slaps. <laughs> 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 okay, so do you have
1: anything, you know, like by request that you want to hear? Mm-hmm. Or? I want you
0: to give me your hottest shit. My hottest you're shit. On Outside okay. the box, you're on over fifteen platforms. Come on so my hottest
1: shit right now you guys this is going to be great this is my most requested poem of 2019 and 2020 for my stage performances the reason why people love hate me for it is because i will not put it out for you to stream you have to hear it in person live so bam i want a night where i am not in charge I want a night where I am not the boss and I pay the recovery time, whatever it costs. I just want a night where I can actually get lost. I want a night where I have absolutely no control. I want you to dominate me, to fuck the shit out of my soul, to handcuff me. I mean, for one night, we can forget the romantics. Let's test my flexibility and see how good I was at gymnastics. Let's see how far you can stretch me out like a pair of spandex. I'm saying let's test your aggressive antics and tactics. Like place your hands upon my throat. Make me choke. Keep me coming until my soul goes afloat. I'm saying if I was Harley Quinn, why don't you become my joker? I'm talking chains, whips, and chokers. Reverse cowgirl with the ropers. Why don't you throw me on the bed? Why don't you make me give you head? And while I'm on my knees begging, please, you tell me, do what daddy said. I've got a brand new leg spreader. I've got a felt with some attached feather. I've got floggers made of leather, all kinds of tools to keep me wetter. So spice it up for the night. Let's make good use of my toys. I want to work on self-control by keeping down the noise. Shh. I don't want to talk, I want to listen. I want to work on the quality of being submissive. I want to be a slave to my masters if pleasing you are my job. I want someone to show me something considering I am a sex god. I want you to make this a mission. As if you were a trained soldier. Why don't you grab some ice and make a hot room polar? I'm saying, if I was Harley Quinn, why don't you become my joker? Become the champagne to the poppy, the drake to my controller. Become a drug, if you will, considering I am a heavy smoker. If I was Harley Quinn, why don't you become my joker and dominate me? Mm. Mm. Mm.
0: Mm. mm. Jing-a-ling, jing a <laughs> Yes, I'm loving it. So, you actually have... Your own, um, you have an Instagram page. I do. And that's underscore, underscore, slaps, underscore, underscore. Yes, ma'am. So we want everybody to make sure you go find her on Instagram. Make sure you follow her. She stays posting everything that she has going on. So you can definitely check her out live whenever COVID allows us to go and shut down places again, you know. <laughs> I get you. And um, also, uh, you have a, a new song that was poetry that you just released and it's called black faces
1: blank faces yes so my newest single blank faces is very similar to how i perform in the club stage scene with my guitarist um as many of you know i've had the same guitarist for four years now his name is troy leonardo he is really awesome with the whole brianna taylor situation um this year that was kind of my tick. Like, okay, come out of hiding. Come out of your hiatus. Mm-hmm. Bring it back to the people. The people need to hear something. You can't just stay right. in quarantine because you want to be selfish. Um, so I decided to come out with a poem about police brutality that really spoke for all people of every race because it's it's not just about black people. It's about everybody right. who got it painted blank as if they were nothing. Right. And I say that in my poem. I say mm-hmm. how we the people feel. Like I say how it just sucks that there has never been a true line of freedom for a lot of races here in this mm-hmm. country. And I think that that when it outstreamed getting some head on Apple music, okay, me and Troy, like we had a whole little toast party because getting some head has been my number one streamed poem since 2016. When it knocked that out the park, I was like, dang,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was like, wow. That's what really what they wanted. That's what they needed to hear. That's really what they wanted. And this was at a time where everybody was twerking. Everybody was thongs. And, you know, everybody's just doing the same. There was no female artist who was like, yeah, and we're going through a whole lot right now as a country, by the way. Just kidding. Like, hey, guys, I'm still here for a mental break. And I think that as I get older, even as an artist, I really stand for mental health mm-hmm. in fact i started like getting into it you know around the city so i thought it was really cool that when i put that out i had no promo there was no announcement like hey we're gonna be releasing this single this day like my engineers my guitarists, everybody it was just a straight drop after labor day and, and do you
0: have any upcoming beautiful projects that's coming out
1: yeah my book okay my Ooh. book
0: oh. i'm ready for that so so definitely, it's coming out in 2021. Definitely, it's coming out in 2021. I'm so excited. Well, you have a show coming up too. I do. And
1: January 16th, MLK
0: weekend. Hey. Hey. So you're gonna be posting the flyer on your Instagram page for sure. Now yeah, do you know what the sure, show will sure. be. Yeah. Avon Garden. Avon Garden. I love performing at Avon Garden. Grandma the to come through. <laughs> it's a, I love performing at Avon Garden. Love okay. Avon Garden. Shout out to yeah. Mariana, the owner. Love her. Yes, yes, yes. I have to come and check, check you out. I also want to remind our guests that we are on multiple flat- platforms, so find one that works for you. You can find us on YouTube, Google Play, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Hip Hop Streets, Live Stream Music app, SoundCloud, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, Pocket Cast. You can also find us on Facebook, I am your host, Onay, the CEO. I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you, Slaps, for coming and sharing Thank you for your having story me. with us. I definitely want to have you back sometime. Yes, you know, ma'am. We're indeed. just getting started in 2021. Also, I want to remind you guys that we will be the same place the same time next week. I'm asking you to find a platform. Matter of fact, check us out on YouTube. Look us up under Onay, C- Outside the Box with Onay, the CEO. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the bell notification so you can be notified when we're going live again. And I want to thank you. You are now plugged in, tuned in, tapped in to Outside all the Box. all promised that by a
1: man who's affiliated with Uncle Sam. And all those broken, empty promises are the reason society as a majority doesn't trust the promises made by man now because promises haven't really gotten us anywhere. We were still painted blank as if they saw nothing, painted blank as if they valued us at nothing and treated us as if we were all nothing. Building foundations? Who was here before America was even found as a foundation? Why is it that politics never veer far from the paths of the so called founders of the foundation? It all still seems like a game.